The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not recognize that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? He answered him, No. So he said to them, Cast the net over on the right side of the boat, and you will find something. So they cast it, and they were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, but they were not far from shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore full of 153 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them in the like manner of the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. And when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen. Amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted but when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying what kind of death he would glorify God. 
When he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So this week I went to the post office to renew my passport. So when I got there, the post office woman said, do you have your old passport? Which I did. She looked at it and she said, how old is that thing? So I opened up my passport to show with my picture that it was taken in 1982 and to show her how old the passport was. When she saw it, she says, oh, you used to be cute. So my question is, is what happened? What happened? Well, I'm going to tell you what happened. After I was ordained, I went to my first assignment, and the parents in the parish wanted me to start up and to direct a youth ministry program, which I did. After I started it up, my hair turned gray, it started to fall out. In addition to that, I have a permanent black dot in the palm of my hand that I received while I was having a youth group meeting. The kids were goofing around, and I got stabbed with a lead pencil. Now, the reason I tell you all of this is because uh, in, the, in the book of Revelation, which we just heard in the second reading, it says that everyone, the whole creation, cries out in, in heaven and praises God. Now, some of those creatures in heaven are the saints. Earlier, the book says that there are 144,000 saints in heaven praising God. Now, the 144,000, if you do the math, is 1,200 times 12, and of course, 12 is the 12 tribes of Israel, and the 12 represents the people of God. So, it's, so it also says that the 144,000 saints, all of them have a physical mark on their body. So it appears that it's a requirement in heaven for everyone to have a mark, a physical mark on them. So now when I die and I go to St. St. Peter, and I want entrance into heaven, he's going to ask me, he says, what, what can you show me to, to, that you belong here to heaven? And I'm not going to show him the five distinguished awards that I received from the government for my work of youth ministry in New Jersey. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show him my receding hairline and the blue dot that's in my hand. When my father dies, he's going to show St. Peter the calluses on his hands that he got from 60 years of, of, of of working carpentry and construction in order to support his family. When my brother dies, he has a scar on the right buttocks of his body from the, all the times he had to pull out his wallet to pay for the tuition, the dental fees, and all the sporting equipment for the kids. Sister Collada, a religious nun, is going to go to heaven and she's going to have these big black circles under her eyes for all the sleepless nights because of her ministry at Children's Hospital. Jesus has a resurrected body, and he has the marks in his hands and his feet. So when we go to heaven, all, of our, all the saints are going to have marks. And these marks are deformities that we received in life because of the sacrifices that we made for other people. And they're beautiful in heaven because we've made people's lives better. So the question for us today is, how do you get these marks? How do you get them so that you can have a mark in heaven? And the best person to go to to answer that question is Jesus Christ himself, because he has the most beautiful, distinguished marks in heaven, the marks in his hands and his feet. 
And how he got those marks was he died on the cross. And the reason why he died on the cross is because he loved his enemies. He prayed for his persecutors. He knew how to turn his right cheek when somebody slapped him on the left. He knew how to take his, give his shirt after somebody took his coat. He was poor in spirit. He was meek and humble of heart. He was a peacemaker. He hungered and thirsted for righteousness. You see where I'm going with this. Every instruction that Jesus gave us in life, he lived at the cross. But they are instructions to show us how we can make sacrifices for the benefit of others. They're the things that give us marks. Beautiful marks to use to praise God when we go to heaven. Yeah, when I first went to my assignment, the parents came to me and they, they says, we want, a youth, we want a youth ministry program. We need one. We need one here because there's nothing for the kids here. There's no lakes, there's no fishing, there's no horseback riding, they don't have anything. All they have is the street, and you know what happens when the kids get out in the street. So I said, okay, I guess. Well, not long ago, I got a Christmas card from one of the kids in the youth group. And on the front was a picture, photograph of the young, adult, the young kid, uh, he's now older, he had his hand around his arm around his wife, in front of him were the children, and back of him was the house that he just bought. It's a beautiful picture. I turn it around in the back, and there's a message. And this is what was written. Father Peter, if you didn't come when you did, this picture would not have happened. The best way to live our life, the best life we could possibly have, is in Jesus' instructions. If we follow those instructions, we will know how to do great things, how to make people's lives better. And now there's sacrifices. And they will make marks on our bodies because of those sacrifices. But they're the marks that's going to give God the most glory in heaven.